Hello and welcome to the Abbott and Costello Show from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hey, Abbott! What time? Why, it's time for the Abbott and Costello Show. We're on the air for ABC here in Hollywood. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go with the Abbott and Costello Show! It's the Abbott and Costello Show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood for your listening pleasure with Susan Miller and Batty Malick's orchestra. So hold on to your chairs, folks, for here they are, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Stop all that noise, will you, please? What are you playing with that chord for? I think I got a trump. Oh, never mind. Leave it alone. <laughs> Stop all that noise. I thought you were going to meet me last night with your girl. <laughs> well, we had a fight. I told her I was true. <laughs> I said, listen, you, as long as we're a fight, I told her we was true, and she could do anything she wanted to do. Where, where, where did you get that black eye? That's the first thing she wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trouble with you. You don't know how to handle girls. You can't be rough. You've got to use more honey. More honey? Yeah, that's right. Well, how can you have any fun with a sticky girl? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, tell me, I'm, I'm talking about honey. If you'd use more honey, they'd be glad to go out with you. Oh, you Remember, so? you can catch more flies with honey. You can catch more flies with honey, certainly. Well, who's, who wants to go out with flies? No. <laughs> Where'd you take the girl? Well, we got in my car. And drove up to Lookout Mountain. Uh-uh, uh-uh. There's no Lookout Mountain in Hollywood. Anytime I take a girl up on the mountain, look out. <laughs> well, what, did, what did you do after that? Well, I took her home. We sat in the parlor. I turned out all the lights. Then I noticed there was a little light, a little teeny light burning in the corner. Did you get up and turn that out? No, I threw a book at it. And then the trouble started. Trouble? Mm-hmm. That light was on the end of her old man's cigar. (laughs) Ah, they're hot tonight. So don't go away. Abbott and Costello will be back after just the time it takes to tell this. While listening to the Sheriff Show, broadcast Friday night on ABC, have you noticed the scientific way Sheriff Mark Chase goes about clearing up a mystery? In the words of the sheriff, one of the fundamentals of solving a crime is to always make sure that the facts can be explained. Not by picking sudden inspiration out of the air, but by putting cause and effect next to each other, by examining all the possibilities and by interpreting them in the light of the people involved. Yes, the sheriff picks up clues as he goes along and, by conversing with suspects, learns their characteristics. You listen and learn as he does. And although the identity of the guilty party often comes as a surprise, at least to me, there's always a solid foundation for the solution of the crime, a solution that comes logically to the mind trained to know the ways of criminals. For the excitement and suspense that accompanies the well-told mystery story, be sure to hear The Sheriff's Show when it's broadcast over most of these ABC stations tomorrow night. And now, back to ABC's Abbott and Costello Show. 
over here and stop fooling around with that little red-headed usherette. I hope you haven't been going out with her. Yeah, but I'm surprised at you. My mother told me about girls like her. Oh, how come I saw you in the playroom with her last night? My father told me about girls like her, too. A... <laughs> girls, girls, girls. When are you going to stop chasing girls? Who is the girl? Stop running. <laughs> you mean you really run after girls? And I catch a lot of them, too. How do you catch them? They slow down on the curve. <laughs> Costello, that's no use talking to you. There isn't one of your family that's got any brains, and none of them will ever amount to anything. Oh, I don't know. My uncle Mike is a great dentist. He's the only doctor in the world that operates on people without giving them an anesthetic. Oh, an anesthetic? Yep. All he uses is a pair of pliers and a pair of earmuffs. Uh, wait a minute. What does he wear the earmuffs for? He can't stand to hear the patients yelling. <laughs> Say, by the way, how... How are your Uncle Mike and Aunt May getting along? Oh, now? I have it. They're getting along good. Well, they celebrated the 10th anniversary. What Wonderful. a party. What a party. At midnight, the band played, Let Me Call You Sweetheart. And then the guests all formed a ring around my Aunt May and Uncle Mike. That was beautiful. What happened? She knocked them out in the sixth round. <laughs> <laughs> I was right, Costello. Your whole family is nothing but a bunch of morons. That did it. Ah, that did it, Abbott. What do you mean? You're the most despicable, unmitigated specimen of genius man that it ever has been my misfortune to become socially associated with, period. Costello. Those are hard words. They were hard words, but I said them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Costello, do you know how to fix an Irish stew? No, I don't. Or just walk him around the block and he'll sober up. <laughs> that was a pretty meaty joke, wasn't it? Yeah, he did his paycheck on the way out. Yes, we got to make new arrangements about your nephew, Norman. Coming in here like that, Abbott? No, no. What do you suggest? Well, let him stay home. We'll mail him his money. <laughs> <laughs> you never mind that. My nephew, my nephew Norman, is a very smart boy. You know, he went to college, Lou. Yeah? Did you notice that key he's wearing on his watch chain? What is that? Five better cap of keys? No, skeleton key. He uh, made it in the housebreaking. <laughs> What's your address? Why? I'm going to mail you your money, too. <laughs> That's the trouble with you, professional jealousy. Mm, professional jealousy? Yes. Uh, I'm a professional when you're jealous. <laughs> now, show me in the script where it says that. I was. Show me in the script where it says that. All right, I just put it in. What's the difference? Okay. <laughs> Next line. I'm lost. Oh, my, oh, my. He's lost, too. <laughs> Look at Abbott. Right. <laughs> I'm going to teach you a lesson. Teach me a lesson. Yeah, I'm going to show you that I'm the important guy on the show. Of course, anybody can do your job. Is that so? It takes years to become a good straight man. Are you kidding? Pick anybody out in the audience. Anybody at all. all any right. kid. Any little boy. All right, wait a minute. Now, don't get excited. I'll Look prove to you how dumb you really are. Just a minute. I'll show you how bad you need a straight man. I'll get a kid. Uh, maybe a nine, ten year Come here, son. Come over here to the mic. Come over here. Talk right into this mic. How old are you, son? I'm 11 years old. 11 years old, eh? All right, the kid's 11. Now, Abbott, watch this. Yeah. <clears throat> son? Uh, you go over there and take Abbott's script. Now, you and I are going to tell some jokes together. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here's the first joke. 
Do you know they can't hang a man in California with a wooden leg? I know, they have to use a rope. (laughs) 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 White guy, eh? The boy's a little new, folks. (laughs) I'm going to try him another one. Uh, Son, what man in the army wears the biggest hat? Then you say, I don't know. Okay. Now we're rolling. Son, what man in the army wears the biggest hat? The guy with the biggest head. (laughs) (laughs) This kid is murdering me. Look, kid, I got another one. And uh, this time you don't say nothing. You keep your mouth shut. (laughs) I tell the story all by myself. Go ahead, let's hear it. Who died and left you a story? I'm going to tell the story by myself. Where'd you get it? I wrote it with a pencil. You wrote it? Yeah. Funny? It's clean. <laughs> once upon a time, once upon a time, there was a big whale. He was swimming in the ocean. What ocean? He. What ocean? What ocean? Pick our ocean. What I can. Well, that's immaterial. Uh, we don't. Okay, immaterial ocean. The immaterial. Ocean. <laughs> now the whale was swimming in the immaterial ocean, and he was taking the ship. What ship? The ship that swims in the water. You mean the swim ship? Yeah. Okay. Now the whale was. <laughs> Who ever heard of a swim ship? I don't know. You're telling the story. Tell it. Keep your mouth shut. I was doing better with the kids. All right. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Now, the whale was in the ocean and the ship was following the whale. The what? Now I got the ship following the whale. The whale was following the ship. The whale was following the ship because the ship was hungry. Yeah. No, the ship couldn't be hungry. The whale was hungry. The whale was hungry. hungry. Now, Captain Jonah was the captain of the boat and he didn't want the whale to capsize the boat. Yeah. So he immediately threw the whale over a barrel of apples. What kind of apples? Just... Apples are growing a tree. Well, there's all kinds of apples. There's Baldwin apples, there's frost apples, there's. Crab apples! Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Very small automatic crab apples! Don't get excited. You started! I am! Uh, get around! Leave the boy alone. Finally, can I have somebody aside? Leave the boy alone. He's all right. Tell the people a story and tell it right. I don't know how I got into this, even. Why do we laugh at this thing? They're laughing before they're supposed to laugh. I ain't going to you. Don't laugh. I'll tell you when to laugh. All right, all right. Come on, let's get to this. something. Wait a minute. It's Nah, that's silly. 
Every two-year-old kid knows that story. Go ahead, Mr. Costello. Tell me the answer. Well, Costello, you're going to tell the boy the answer? Go ahead. Don't stare out in the audience like that. Don't keep waiting. Come on. You know the story. You know the answer, don't you? Oh, you do. Well, don't shake your head. Say something. What's the matter? Don't you feel good? You don't. Well, come on. What's the answer? You look frightened. What's wrong? Huh? That expression on your face, Lou. They, they found the whale sitting on a stool on the apple tree for the Say you are. Well, here, young man, here's a dollar. Go back to your seat. Wait a minute. You told me you'd give me two dollars if I came up here and roused him up, Uncle Bud. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, <coughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uncle Bud. So you're at the nephew, eh? Yeah. Imagine him giving me a dollar. I think I deserve more than that, don't you? I think so, and I think you ought to get it. Come on over here, kid. I'm going to give it to you. Right in the face. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> all right, come on, will you? Now, cut it out. Cut it out. That's enough of the fighting, boys. No more fighting, boys. Come on, Costello. No more fighting, I said. Get up off the floor. Abbott, it's the luckiest thing that kid's only 11 years old. Why? If he'd have been 21, he'd have murdered me. <laughs> now, while the boys are backstage cooking up the next act, let's eavesdrop on this. I'd like to quote from a letter received by the American Broadcasting Company. The letter is from FBI Chief J. Edgar Hoover, and it states, We of the Federal Bureau of Investigation have taken considerable pride in the radio program, This Is Your FBI. Since its very inception, we have regarded it as a venture in education, education designed to acquaint the radio audience not only with the work of the FBI, but more particularly as to how the average person might cooperate with law enforcement. Yes, when you listen to Friday night's This Is Your FBI, you hear authentic and exciting dramatizations based on actual cases taken from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And you also hear valuable protection hints. Remember, This Is Your FBI is the only network program produced with the cooperation and approval of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Listen to the official This Is Your FBI when it's broadcast over most ABC stations tomorrow night. And now back to ABC's Abbott and Costello Show. Hurry up, Costello. We're on in just a second. That's right, Abbott, but here's a swell place to show off Susan Miller. Let's get her to sing a song. Okay, Costello. Ladies and gentlemen, here's our singing star, Susan Miller, with the music of Maddie Malnick. 
newspaper writers. All about me doing my new character, Sam Shovel, private detective. Well, that's quite a batch uh-huh. of clippings. Uh-huh. Well, what do they say? Uh-huh. What do they say, Lou? What do they say? Yeah. Here's one by Erskine Johnson in the Daily News. It says, some people thought Costello's portrayal of Sam Shovel was good. Some thought it was lousy. They were both right. It was good and lousy. <laughs> that's sort of a 50-50. Yeah, right? oh, yes, yes, yes. Take it any way you that's like. Some, that's quite a write-up, but uh, what do the others say? Here's one from Hedda Hat Hopper. Get this. I heard Luke Costello playing Sam Shovel, private detective, on the radio. I certainly had a full evening. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Look at the way she spelled full. F-O-U-L. <laughs> yeah, dummy, who are those letters from? My listeners. Here, I'll read one for you. Dear Luke Costello... I think your acting as Sam Shovel the detective is wonderful. If I didn't like it, I'd be crazy as a loon. Who is it signed by? Signed, crazy as a loon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no use arguing with you, Costello. What are you going to do? What are you going to do for your detective story tonight? I thought I might do one of my famous cases. I call it Murder in a Bathtub or Life Boy Kills D.O. <laughs> I'm Sam Shovel, private detective. I'm standing by the window in my little office reading the newspaper the hard way. The hard way. The paper is on a newsstand across the street. (laughs) I turn from the window and suddenly my eyes fall on the ashtray on my desk. Taking my eyes up and putting them back in my head. I open my trusty gun and start loading it with radishes. I always load my gun with radishes. It's a repeater. 
I glanced at a picture on my office wall. It's a picture of Billy O'Toole, a famous lady burglar. Beautiful Billy O'Toole, my most difficult case. I made a lot of money out of that case, but it was tough. I followed her all over the country. She gave me the slip in Kansas City. She gave me the slip in Buffalo. She gave me the slip in Chicago. I didn't catch her, but I made a lot of money selling her slips. <laughs> it's deathly still in my little office. I can hear the clock ticking. I notice the hands of the clock are moving. I don't know where they're moving to, but I hope they send me their new address. <laughs> I walk to the window. Lieutenant Abbott of the Homicide Squad is just turning into my driveway. He parks his car. Hello, Sam Shovel. Big speech, wasn't it? Again, I say hello, Sam. Shovel. Shovel it. Hello, Lieutenant Abbott. You're soaking wet. Where have you been? I just took a criminal up the river the hard way. The hard way. No boat. That's an audition to Sam Shovel. Sam Spoon. <laughs> Just a minute. You told that joke the hard way, too. The hard way. No delivery. <laughs> Lieutenant Abbott, there are strange things going on here. All day, people have been walking back and forth outside my office window. What's strange about that? This office is on the 15th floor. <laughs> Hey, those shots came from outside the office. Quick, Sam, open the door. Sam, <coughs> Sam, Sam Shovel. I gotta see Sam Shovel. Look at that man, Sam. He's badly wounded. There's four bullets in my chest. There's a knife stuck in my back. My both arms are broken. Come close to me, Sam. Okay, I'm right beside you. Oh, Sam. What's the matter? Does the knife hurt you? No. Oh, Sam. Is it the bullet wound? No. Oh. Why are you groaning? You're standing on my foot. <laughs> Duck, Sam. Look at that black sedan. Duck. Well, Sam, they finished them off. Lucky for us, we ducked. We would have been killed. No, they couldn't kill us. What makes you so sure they couldn't kill us? We got lines on the next page. I... <laughs> Talk said, Sam. We've got to find out who this dead man is. I'll search him. Mm. He's got a pocket full of nickel cigars. He's got a book, How to Play the Piano in Ten Easy Lessons. Who do you suppose he is? Must be the Democratic candidate for president. <laughs> Lieutenant Abbott left for headquarters. Once more, I was alone in my little office. It was a very hot day. 
I took off my shirt. My shirt was wringing wet. <laughs> Lieutenant Abbott had left a bottle of scotch on my desk. I picked it up. It was pinch bottle. <laughs> so I pinched it. Suddenly there was a knock on my door. Gorgeous girl I have ever seen walked into my office. She was wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> she was beautiful. She struck my fancy. It hurt. I got a tender fancy. <laughs> the beautiful girl spoke. Sam Shovel, you've got to help me. That dead man outside your door is my boyfriend. And now he's dead. He's dead and I have no one. I have no one to love. You have no one to love? Well, if it's okay with you, I'd like to take his place. It's okay with me if you can fix it with the undertaker. <laughs> I would also like to get your address so I could mail your check, too. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I couldn't resist her. I put my arms around her, and she said, Sam Shuttle, if you'll take this case and help me, I'll give you a kiss that will make your teeth fall out. That I'd like to see. Come close to me, Sam. You come over here. of the best chip I've ever had. <laughs> Sam Shovel, you fool, get away from that woman. She's Hiller. Hiller, the hatchet killer. You idiot, you should have been suspicious of her the minute she walked in here wearing a bathing suit. She may be hiding something. Lieutenant Abbott, look at her. How could she be hiding anything? All right, Papa. You got me. I'll confess. I killed him. Hilda, you're under arrest. You're going to the electric chair. Just a minute, Lieutenant Abbott. Just a minute. Hilda, if you're going to the electric chair, would you do me a favor? What? Take these two pieces of bread with you. Why? My poster is busted. <laughs> And that's not quite all, folks. Stick around a minute and the boys will be back for a curtain call. Again, we'd like to talk about the Sheriff's Show broadcast Friday night on ABC. Have you noticed the scientific way that Sheriff Mark Chase goes about clearing up a mystery? In the words of the Sheriff, one of the fundamentals of solving a crime is to always make sure that the facts can be explained. Not by picking sudden inspiration out of the air but by putting cause and effect next to each other, by examining all the possibilities, and by interpreting them in the light of the people involved. Yes, the sheriff picks up clues as he goes along, and by conversing with suspects, learns their characteristics. You listen and learn as he does. And although the identity of the guilty party often comes as a surprise, at least to me, 
There's always a solid foundation for the solution of the crime, a solution that comes logically to the mind trained to know the ways of criminals. For the excitement and suspense that accompanies a well-told mystery story, be sure to hear The Sheriff's Show when it's broadcast over most of these ABC stations tomorrow night. And now back for a final word from ABC's Abbott and Costello Show. Costello, as a detective, you're ridiculous. Abbott, I'm a real detective. Last night I saw a man break a jewelry store. Window. <laughs> he grabbed all the stuff in the store and started down Sunset. I followed him. He turned down Vice Street. I followed him on Hollywood Boulevard. He tipped the tent with a beautiful girl. I followed her down Sunset. She turned down Vice Street. I followed her. And she... Wait, 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 wait a minute. If the man stole the jewelry, why were you following the girl? Silly boy. Oh, good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. in town, please. Remember, the Abbott and Costello Show is heard every Thursday night now, so don't fail to tune in again next Thursday for another great Abbott and Costello Show produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Charles Van. And be sure to stay tuned now for the outstanding entertainment that follows throughout the evening on this ABC station. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.